Hello friends, this is Patrick McFarlane here of the Liberty Weekly Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the B-Side Liberty Weekly Podcast, which again is where I do recordings that maybe did not fit into the episode, the uh, the proper Liberty Weekly show, not always dealing with libertarianism, but also dealing with other things that I just want to talk about off the cuff. Today is Sunday, May 26th, 2019. I'm doing, I just wanted to record some of my thoughts about Julian Assange and the 18-count indictment that has been filed against him in the United States. I believe it's in the Federal District Court in Virginia or Maryland, one of the two. But it is an unprecedented attack on the First Amendment. It is 18 counts. They are charging a journalist for the first time under the Espionage Act for publishing quote-unquote state secrets. I just wanted to opine a little bit on a different chapter in American history that I can see some parallels to, and I have some special knowledge, I suppose, of this event in American history, and I'm harkening back way back to episode two of the Liberty Weekly podcast, and you can check that out at libertyweekly.net forward slash two. That is the... the, I'm really the conspiratorial corruption of the Constitution. I used a lot of alliteration in the first few episodes, so I know that a lot of people have not really hit up the archives of the Liberty Weekly podcast, and I do consider those episodes to be some of the best episodes of the show because I had a lot more time on my hands and I was actually doing a lot of this work for school anyways. So I would check out libertyweekly.net forward slash two, the conspiratorial corruption of the Constitution. I talk about the Alien and Sedition Acts. And to kind of frame this issue, I think that one thing that differentiates left-leaning people from right-leaning people is that right-leaning people and conservative people are always kind of hearkening towards the past and hearkening towards an age perhaps where things were better. And I think that liberals are people who are always kind of looking forwards where the past was bad and we were not enlightened in the past and now we're enlightened and we're looking towards the future and making progress. Well, I'm not sure which one of those I feel because I think there's merit in some some of the things where whereas you the constitution is kind of a in some way, it's a backward-looking document because it's hearkening back to the Magna Carta, which I believe came um, was written in the 1300s. But the Magna Carta itself was hearkening back to the Anglo-Saxon times when uh, common Englishmen had freedoms that could not be stepped on by any monarch. And so one thing I wanted to highlight, too, was that a lot of times I have thought in my own thinking about the history of the United States is that we started at the beginning with this major, the, well, the, the U.S. government, not the U.S. government, but the 13 colonies and the American Revolution. And when we first started out this nation, that was a time when our liberties were protected and everything was all hunky-dory. Well, in learning in law school about that time and the founding of the Constitution, or the the drafting of the Constitution and the the founding of the American Republic, and even beforehand, um, much more 
the the Articles of Confederation were much more friendly to our freedoms. So in thinking about that, but let's expel this idea that the American Constitution is this epitome of human human rights and liberties and protecting our liberties and that we started off at this lofty position and then things just gradually went downhill because right away you have with the alien and sedition acts you have a huge encroachment upon the first amendment and it's not very much unlike this chapter of what we're going through right now and it's in fact it's not very much unlike this russian hysteria either at that point in time, there was a split between the Federalists and the and the uh, Jeffersonian Democratic Republicans, and the anti or and the Federalists really were petrified. They supported England at this time, and this is a, I think um, in the 1790s they supported England at the time, and the Jeffersonian Democratic Republicans were still a little bit more supportive of France. And at the time, France was going through their own revolution, and Thomas Jefferson and some other figures of the uh, Democratic-Republicans really thought that the French Revolution, in some ways, was the Brotherhood Revolution of the revolution that the Americans had just gone through to win their own independence. And Jefferson later kind of recanted that view when he was horrified at the Jacobins of France and how brutal they were. And, of course, we know that the French Revolution was not the principled libertarian-ish revolution that had gone through the United States. And I do believe that the American Revolution truly was a libertarian revolution. But at that time, you have very interesting show trials. And I think that Julian Assange's trial is a show trial that really kind of is very much like some of the trials that were taking place under the Alien and Sedition Acts, and I think the Sedition Acts primarily made certain kinds of speech illegal. To talk about France or to criticize the government or criticize the Adams administration. And so Benjamin Franklin Bosch, which was, I believe, the grandson of Benjamin Franklin, and he was very much a publisher I believe in Philadelphia, and he published one of the main publications that supported the Democratic Republicans, and in many ways was the lifeblood. And under the Sedition Acts, there weren't very many people that were actually prosecuted under it, but people were prosecuted and convicted in trials and spent some time in prison, and they were later freed. And I can't remember if Benjamin Franklin Bosch, you'd have to go back to episode two to really get all the details on it. But seeing that and going through it, it just reminds me so much of what Julian Assange is going through and this whole concept of show trials. Because it was so funny that the Jeffersonian Democratic Republicans, they used the trials of the defendants who were convict or who were being tried under the Sedition Act to protest the Sedition Act itself. And there's a whole nullification is really tied up in the Alien and Sedition Acts and the Kentucky and Virginia resolutions. And I've written pieces on that too. And I'll try and link some of that in the show notes page as well. But so the unfortunate part is that in the United States, we 
I don't feel like we really have that many people who are ballsy enough and and firebrand enough to turn trials like Julian Assange's trial into a piece of advocacy itself to really and maybe that's what Julian Assange's legal team really wants to do is to use this trial to get on a soapbox and really protest this deplorable erosion of the First Amendment. And every journalist in the world should be terrified of this because you don't even have to be an American citizen to be hauled in on this. And you don't even have to be... I mean, it's really extending for once and for all. I mean, it's probably been working in this direction, but it's extending the jurisdiction of the United States globally. And it's it's really terrifying. I mean, the the United States is the world empire. I don't know how you could deny it at this point. And it's really just so apparent now with this Julian Assange charge. But there, there's another book that I cite in the, let's see, in episode two. And it's by William Watkins Jr. And he has been on the Tom Woods show a few times. But he has an excellent book about the Virginia and Kentucky resolutions. And he really goes into depth on the show trials and the Alien and Sedition Acts. So I would put that in the show notes page you can check that out. It's an amazing book. It's just incredible. And it's very detailed as well. But it goes through the show trials and how funny and witty perhaps the Jeffersonian Democratic Republicans were in protesting the Sedition Act. So I, I guess I don't have too much else to add if I wasn't able to do a whole lot of reading on this to prepare for it. But go back and listen to episode two go through that. I really think that it's it's worth thinking of, well, maybe I'll go on a little bit here, but it's really worth thinking about previous episodes in the past. And that's why I really want to nail upon this idea that in the past, the Constitution was this complete embodiment of liberty and freedom, and we've just all gone downhill since then. But no, in fact, it was mortally flawed from the beginning. And right away, it of course, it was not able to prevent the Alien and Sedition Acts, which completely destroyed the First Amendment. And the judicial branch wasn't able to check it. The executive branch wasn't able to check it. And thankfully, you had the Jeffersonian Revolution kind of come along, and a lot of people really rethink the path that the country was headed in. And I think without that revolution... And it was a grassroots, and, you know, if you if you learn about it in schools, it really represents this warm and fuzzy triumph of democracy and the fact that we could have a complete 180 in administrations peacefully without it resorting to violence and, oh, elections are so great, yada, yada, yada. But it really was a stake through the heart, I believe, and some of the acts were allowed to expire under the sunset clauses some of the alien acts were actually were not and so they're still in place today but the sedition acts were allowed to expire under their sunset clauses and i can't remember the name of the actual guy but the speaker of the house of representatives at the time was a french he was french born and he was he was an american he was an American, but he was a French immigrant, and this act was specifically aimed at reducing his power in the House of Representatives and in Congress, and it's just remarkable that you have that going on so soon after the Constitution, and it's just eviscerates it right away, and you see throughout history as well that this happens, so 
And I mean, just a few examples are Abraham Lincoln kind of clamping down on the press during the Civil War. You have Woodrow Wilson, uh, the Espionage Act itself in 1917. There were, in World War II, I'm sure you get silencing of critics, although everyone kind of seems to be allied under, you know, oh, we were attacked by Pearl Harbor, which is false. Um, and there's that episode that Keith did with um, James, I'm forgetting his name, but it was just in the pretty soon in the past year, James something. Um, so, yeah, the, the, the Constitution was not always perfect at protecting our liberties, and there's not this sunshiny moment in the past where everything was all fine and dandy. But this is just yet another chapter, and I believe the, the wounding, the mortal wounding that a conviction of Julian Assange and sentencing him to death perhaps that mortal wounding would be worse than the Alien and Sedition Acts. We would have to see. We, would ha we wouldn't be able to tell until 20 years from now, maybe, and looking back, how monumental a conviction and perhaps an execution of Julian Assange would be. And I suppose we'd all be in real, real terrible peril if Julian Assange was actually executed under the Espionage Act. But even if he is jailed for life... That would be a terrible thing for for liberty and for journalists everywhere, and I just hope that journalists everywhere stand up to this. But I'm not too hopeful about that. So, all right, well, I appreciate you listening to another episode of the B-Side Liberty Weekly podcast. I'd encourage you all to check out the Liberty Weekly podcast proper. Special thanks to Cody, the producer who put out and published an excellent episode. It is an interview with David Thibodeau, a Waco survivor that Keith Knight did kind of around the time of this year, the 2019 anniversary of the Waco siege and the raid. So I would check that out. Also check out my Patreon page at liberty or at patreon.com forward slash Liberty Weekly. Check out my Amazon affiliate link at libertyweekly.net forward slash Amazon where you can do all your regular shopping at no additional cost to you. And why don't you, if you're a listener of this, why don't you tell some people about the B-Side Liberty Weekly podcast? I'll be sure to try and mention it on the show itself. And I think that's about it. So thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you guys later. Peace.